are back. Teachers Talk Film, episode 27. Episode 27. I am Mitchell Main, Steez Machine, here with my great friend, haven't said that in a while, co-host, X-Ray. X-Ray, welcome back. How does it feel? Uh, it feels like old times, doesn't it? Um, we've been, we've been gone a long time, been busy, uh, but yeah, talking about movies shouldn't be uh, that hard to get back into, so it should be all right. So we don't like when kids give excuses for not turning in work or being productive. Um, we we have excuses. What's your excuse? Explain your uh, hiatus. What's been going on? Um. I guess life would be the overall biggest excuse. And then right behind that, you know, I I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm basically uh, the Phil Jackson, the Coach K <laughs> of uh, boys and girls middle school basketball. Um, so w- when that is your after school plans every day for, I don't know, months, that, uh, that that's my excuse. What's your excuse? Uh, well, I'm not a Phil Jackson. I'm not a Coach K. Not a Bobby Knight. I hope you're not like Bobby Knight. Throwing I wish I could be like Bobby Knight. That'd be <laughs> nice. There are some days where I'm in the classroom and want to be like Bobby Knight. Um, I've been working on my master's. Uh, just been busy coming home and then having to basically do another job once I get home writing papers and things like that. And it, at the end of the day, it is an excuse. I think we got complacent in our little, uh, hiatus here. We could call it. Um, I think like we skipped out on one week and then we planned to come back for Halloween. Um, we watched the shining and we had it all booked up, ready to go. And it just never happened. And then we kind of just said, all right, well, we'll stop there. You and I are both very uh, nonchalant lods. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we hadn't talked to each other for about a good two and a half months. Um, <laughs> that's how our relationship is. But, you know, we don't skip a beat and we're back at it. We watched uh, The Whale yesterday on our day off. Shout out Martin Luther King. And um, we're back. We're going to talk about the plan moving forward. Um, but anything else you want to say as far as excuses? Um, I don't think so. What, while you were uh, going to literal school, I was, uh, taking kids to the school of hard knocks, <laughs> um, on the basketball court. I just thought of that as you were talking, but no, I not like it. I like um, it. yeah, I don't think, I don't think I have anything else to add besides that in the future, I mean, I have no clue when episodes are going to come out, when uh, it's, who knows? We're we're very loose right now. I think, I think we're planning on like a bi-weekly approach now. Um, I still would like to kind of do the Friday release whenever we are going to release it. I think Friday is a good day. Um, we haven't even, we literally just hit record. We hadn't even talked about it. Um, I think right now, the, right now, yeah, the plan is bi-weekly. Um, Fridays, those are going to stay consistent, I think. Um, 
And I think we'll be more active on the Twitter at Teacher Film Talk, um, maybe on the TikTok, things like that. Just just letting you guys know, because we know there are just so many of you out there just dying for some TTF content. And so uh, we'll give that back. Um, we apologize. Um, but we are human beings and we are busy human beings at this point in our lives. Um, I'm sure once the coming months kind of come to an end and we start to see the sunshine again, we'll be able to do more um, weekly updates and things like that, but we still want to do it. Um, it. I love it, man. I felt there was a, honestly a part of me missing in those two and a half months or so. I love talking movies with my boy. Um, I still teach film studies as you do as well. Um, but I just feel more invested when I'm talking about it with my boy. And it's just good to talk to you, bro. It's been too long. I missed you. I'm man enough to say it. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting back on the wagon. So uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, like you said, let's talk about some movies. Yeah, and I think we're at a point, too, where um, people are okay with our flexibility because um, there's not a lot of them out there listening. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be good. But let's, uh, let's, let's get into it. Let's... Uh, Let's let's start. Let's dabble with a taste tester. You wanted to uh, just right off the get go give us some of your quick reviews. Um, I tell my students like your elevator pitch kind of thing. Like if I met you in an elevator, what would you tell me? Maybe you can do a long elevator trip, however long you want. Give us a few. Um, we are in the new year. Uh, how did you end the year of 2022 with your viewing, and how are you starting it off? What are some highlights? Yeah, so I felt like we had to talk about some of these because December, early January is like the best the best time for new movies coming out because you get all the like weird releases of the, the Oscar movies that released in like five theaters for two weeks and then they get extended. Um, and then some other ones that we just we must talk about. And the first one is Avatar 2. Um, I'm going to say we missed our opportunity of our like our restart with Avatar. We should have started there, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, I mean, is it going to break the record again for biggest um, box office ever? I don't know. Um, I saw it. I loved it. Um, of course. <laughs> I, dude, I just, I, I think I really like, was our last episode Lord of the Rings? It was, it was. Dude, I think I like fantasy, like, a lot. And you liked Avatar's fantasy specifically because it's original or just because it's blue people? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think the color of the people has uh, much to do with it. Um, More the the world building, the visuals. Uh, James Cameron is a genius and insane at the same time. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was awesome. All the, the worlds that they go to and the idea to like move them out of their home and you go get to see the, the sea people, um, you get some awesome, like, I don't know, uh, emotional whale scenes, uh, the, the fight scene at the end, the battle, it feels like it's an hour long, but I wish it would have been two hours long. I don't know, dude. I just, it was it was quite the movie. What did you rate it? Uh, that's a great question. It's in the 90s. I could tell you that much. 
I gave Avatar The Way of Water a 91. Okay. Uh, that's a I like that score. I gave it an 88. I know you saw it. What do you think? Yeah, it's an 88 for me. Um, a bit lengthy. And you mentioned like you would, you don't mind the length. You would want some more potentially. Um, I think there are some points that you could cut out 40 minutes of the story. Um, like the whale thing. I thought that was a great touch. Um, I can't remember the kid's name in the, in the story, but um, yeah, like his, outcast one. yeah, his connection with the animal. That was cool. Um, could have cut it down a little bit. I did absolutely love the end fight scene. Um, literally jaw dropping visuals. Um, it was good. 88, um, which is a high score, but Avatar, I mean, I don't know what I was going to expect with Avatar. I think that's kind of what I was going to expect. Um, it was good. I enjoyed it. It The visuals, I think the visuals are what carry it, though. I, I mean, is it really that out of the box as far as storytelling goes? No. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what they need to do is they need to just make a planet earth like 10 episodes and james cameron just gets unlimited money to make planet pandora and it's just you treat it like a documentary of this fantasy world and it's just everything that he can think of they just show it like planet earth morgan freeman can narrate or david attenborough or whoever I'll volunteer to narrate it if I need to. That'd just be so sweet. Because like you said, the visuals are the best part of it. Have we recorded since I went to Disney World? No, I don't don't believe so. Well, I was going to say that Pandora is real and it's at Disney World Animal Kingdom. That's Uh, not real. No, it's not real. real. Um, Did you see nine foot Navi walking around? And they, I actually did. I saw, um, they weren't walking. I mean, it was animatronic for sure. Um, (laughs) doing the little dance thing on the, it's called the Navi river journey ride. It's like a boat ride that like takes you through like Pandora. It's, it's sick dude. And then there's, um, the flight of passage, which is like a, it's like a 4d, like you're riding a banshee through or Pandora. It was rad. It definitely got me hyped for the movie. Um, brought me in some investment. Um, one thing I got to say about my experience though, I bought the, uh, the avatar popcorn bucket. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Yeah. I bought that thinking that once I buy the popcorn bucket, I get unlimited popcorn for the remainder of the avatar showing in the theaters. And so here I am looking back to the theater. Yeah, so looking like an idiot with my mom while she's down here, uh, we're going to see Babylon. I walk into uh, the the movie theater with my popcorn bucket. Uh, I ask him to refill it because I thought it was like a free or like a dollar refill. And she was like, oh, we can't refill those. And I just like looked so stupid. And my mom kept pressing the issue with them. You know how the older <laughs> generation is. Like, well, they said this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. We'll just take another, uh, just a regular tub and like played it off like that. But it was so embarrassing. But nonetheless. All right. I have a, a really important question. Yeah. When you went 
into the theater then to see the movie? Did you have the empty bucket with you or did you take it back out to the car? No, I took it in with me, dude. Oh, <laughs> it was so embarrassing. That's one I of the saddest stories the I've ever heard. Yeah, I took the popcorn. I almost did it and dumped it in that bucket. But I was like, no, I'm just going to own up to what's going on right now. And so, yeah, I just took it. And luckily, it was like a midday showing, so there weren't a lot of people there. But yeah, it was kind of there weren't people to go home and be like, I saw this guy watching Babylon today, but he had he had an Avatar popcorn bucket. <laughs> and someone took our spots too um and my mom was pressing the issue with that too and i was like oh my gosh um, luckily we Dang. got better spots but it was yeah Stressful we'll have to talk trip. about avalon later yeah yeah uh, avatar what else did you see in theaters i saw you uh you saw the fablemans haven't seen that yet yeah you got to see the fablemans um I don't, I, I do this weird thing where like movies from the 80s and 90s that were super popular, I just don't watch. I think they're going to be terrible for some reason. Um, so that's like most Steven Spielberg movies. So like Indiana Jones, I just saw the first Indiana Jones probably last year for the first time. Cause I was wow. like, man, this, it, it's old. It's not going to be good. It's going to stink. And then I watched it and it was like amazing. Um, so I don't know. After watching the Fablemans, obviously it's it's like about his life and everything. Um, I was like, how am I underrating Steven Spielberg? He's like the probably the best director alive right now. Um, so I, I don't know what I've done with my life, but that movie made me uh, realize I need to yeah go watch more Steven Spielberg movies. He's a he's the man. Yeah, it's it's loosely based on his like upcoming love for cinema right yeah and his like family life and yeah it's it's interesting i liked it i've it's definitely a movie i've like thought about more as i after watching it i keep thinking about different shots from it and um yeah just the story in general is pretty good nice yeah i, I definitely have to check it out i was gonna watch it the other day but then we went and saw the whale which i think was the catalyst for creating this reboot of ttf so I'm, I'm glad we went with the whale we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second um i'm gonna share a couple that i watched yeah um glass onion the new knives out yes i i liked it i liked it i have one question for you and i'm putting you on the hot seat with it um how do you feel about the main character's kanye west mural in his mansion you know, I was I kept seeing uh, pictures on tw Twitter. First of all, Kanye West is a terrible human being. I just like to put that <laughs> as clearly as I possibly could. Um, so I guess it was perfect for uh, the set design of the movie and uh, everything that, yeah, that Ryan Johnson was uh, trying to get across. Um, would like a year ago, I would have said that that was sweet. Uh, yeah, but. No longer, no longer cool. <laughs> and follow up question: Nothing to do with Glass Onion. Have you taken down your uh, Kanye West Renaissance painting in your classroom? I have, I have. Yeah, it's smart. I I did it when like the I don't know. He said so many things, anti Semitic things. After the first time, I was like, nope, no longer. That's not okay. Took him down. 
Did any kids ask you about it? No, not really. I, I, it's always interesting to me that we think kids are so like in tune with what's going on and then things like happen in the world and they just have no idea what's happening. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The kids are clueless. (laughs) (laughs) I asked a kid, um, if he's still going to wear his Yeezys and he asked me why. Yeah. No clue. No clue what's going on. (laughs) And I was like, never mind. I didn't know the kid either. I was just like, Oh, nice Yeezys. He's like, thanks. And I'm like, you still going to wear them? And he was like, yeah, why? And I was just like, oh, never mind. Have a good day. <laughs> Are they dirty or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did I crease them? I've been trying yeah. to walk great. <laughs> um, yeah, Glass Onion was good. I did like the first one better. Um, yeah. I gave that a 92.5. Um, I loved the end shot of that movie because it's talking about like, the Mona Lisa painting, like her face is like so open to interpretation. And then like, is she happy, like smirking or is she sad? And then like, yeah, the female protagonist, I can't remember her name at the end when it pans over to her face after everything she had done, she obviously lost her sister, but she got some redemption. She sort of has that Mona Lisa face. You can't tell like how she's really feeling. I thought that was sick. Um, Yeah. Suspense was great. Gave it a 92 point five um i watched another netflix release white noise have you seen that yet uh no but just at school today i picked up the book because i have it at school and we we read that in a class college class Mm -hmm. together um we did and i i read like the first two chapters and i was like oh i kind of remember some of this but overall do not remember anything that it's really about Shout out! But I, I did see you ripping it apart on Letterboxd. <laughs> yeah, shout out uh, Professor Hancock for showing us the Don DeLillo novel, White Noise. The novel's great. Um, I'm, the movie I gave a 66. And I think I had too high of expectations for it. Um, like I saw Adam Driver as the lead. And I mean people have been saying like white noise is a, a story that can't be filmed or brought to film. And I kind of can see now why people would say that it felt like they were two different movies. Um, like the first half and the second half, it looks great. It looks great. Um, and I think if I watched it again, I would give it a higher rating. Um, but yeah, you saw my letterboxd review. Um, I think I just had too high of expectations and it did not meet those. So I gave it that a 66, sadly. That's going to be a good theme for us today. Um, Mm. I I got a couple more movies I need to shout out just real quick. Shout them, shout them. Okay. The the top one, top one. If if anyone's going to watch a movie based on this podcast, please go watch The Banshees of Inisherin. Mm, I started that. Dude, you got to finish it. Well, and I don't know. It's not, I wouldn't say it's for everybody. The first time I watched it, I was like, man, um, I don't think I loved that. And then I just sat there and I thought about it and I was like, wait a second. I do love this movie. And then I watched it again. Um, 
I gave it a, what did I give it? I gave it a 95. Um, dude, it is, it is good. It is good. It's got like a Shakespearean, um, Shakespearean consequences, I guess is the right mm. word for it. It's just kind of crazy and weird, but it's super simple at the same time. So I've, I loved it. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I started it. Um, Shelby was working one night and so I was just watching it on my phone. Um, basically all what's been going on is this guy's trying to get his friend back and his friend just wants to drink beer alone. It's pretty much where I'm, where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, you're getting, there. Really, you're getting really. to the, the deeper themes there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure it, it will be great. It's awesome to look at. Like I love the, the landscape pieces and yeah, I mean, I'll give it a chance. Yeah. 95. That's some, that's, that's dabbling into your all time favorites range there. Dude, it's so good. And it, I, as I keep thinking about it, it just keeps getting better and better. Wow. Do you have um, another only, shout only out? Only one I got to talk about is super short. It's tar. Have you heard anything about tar? Uh, other than it's amazing. I have heard nothing, but I've heard it's amazing. Yeah. I just kept hearing how awesome it was. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this. I think it's like three hours long. It's pretty intense, and I, I just recommend it. I guess is my my overall thing. Um, yeah, it's it. it's good. Yeah. It's like complex. I need to watch it like four more times to get it all. But mm. Mm. Um, that's what that's how you pronounce it too. Tar. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's Kate Blanchett, right? That's her sure name. is. Sure is. Um. Yeah, my my list is a little bit dry. I'll just shout out a couple that I've watched and then one that I really, really liked. Um, Barbarian, I thought was good. I gave that a 77. I like that. Um, Bullet Train, I finally got around to watching that. It's just a fun oh, yeah. movie. Fun movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, a lot going on there, though. Like, a lot of, like twists that are meant to be like oh snap but like i didn't feel the oh snap the yeah. ending the ending was just absolutely terrible uh like when he's like flying yes through the, the, train. the last the last like 20 minutes once you get yeah. out of the train it's just like uh, what what are we doing here and like they're doing the cliche literal walking into the sunset and like it looks yeah. green screened it does not look good uh, oh it looks so bad yeah yeah, Brad Pitt should have said something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna have to re- rerun this or something. Um, but the one that I I, I watched uh, the menu. We were talking about it oh, a little yeah, bit today. I saw you earlier. Um, I gave the menu a ninety, and I haven't really watched a whole lot of like wow movies as of late, and so I'm due for one. Um, hit me up with suggestions at Teacher Film Talk. Um, but I'm due for a really, really good movie. I rewatched Akiru the other day. Um, but the menu, the menu, it was great. Um, takes you, it sucks you in right from the beginning. Um, like the movie we're going to talk about here in a second, The Whale, it's like basically set in one room primarily. And you're kind of just like the fly on the wall, bouncing from table to table, hearing each conversation. And then hearing this guy, this chef, um, and his just 
grossly obsessive personality with food and like control. Um, I loved the character progression of him and the female protagonist um, played by uh, Anya. Yeah. Yeah. Anya Taylor joy, I think is her name. Um, Yeah. It was great. It was great. Um, Hilarious satire too. I liked how they brought in like the food descriptions with each course. And like when Tyler made his meal, like the description with his meal was just so funny. Um, yeah. Great, great movie. It made me like, it made me think more than I thought it would. And so for that, I appreciate it. I gave that a 90. Yeah, it was like, it was way more wild than I thought it was going to be. And, you know, at times I was agreeing with the chef, like you, you guys stink. You guys don't deserve to be here um, and then at the end you kind of do deserve to be here but uh yeah the menu's great if you like the menu you should watch a uh, triangle of sadness yeah it's i have that an, on my list too i saw that yeah you need to see it's like kind of the, the same themes um it it is a trip it's crazier than the menu wow um what was i gonna ask you Triangle of Sadness, can we, uh, where can we watch that? I think I might have rented it, but it could be on Prime. I'm not totally sure. I also know that, uh, Criterion just released their, like, April releases, and it's, it's on there, so. Ooh, really? Yeah, I feel like that would make people want to watch it even more. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. And and there's, there's a, like, 30-minute scene in there that is one of the most disgusting scenes in movie history. Mm, I love it. And it lasts for not joking 30 minutes. Have you seen that Dwayne Wade meme where like he sniffs and he's like, I love it. Do you know what I'm No, I have not. Okay. (laughs) I love it. Um, yeah, I, I love weird, disgusting. Um, Oh, I was going to say the menu. Uh, my birthday's on Sunday. All I want for my birthday is that cheeseburger that he made. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> that looks so good. Would you like it with like the same consequences and environment? If I can get a to-go box, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> to escape a certain death. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might have a problem with food. Uh, with that, with that, we're talking about the whale this week. What a segue you just did. Our guy, Charlie, he has quite the problem with food. Um, this is the whale. It is about a reclusive, morbidly obese English teacher that attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter. Sounds like my storyline, minus the teenage daughter. Um, (laughs) This is um, a 2022 film directed by Darren Aronofsky. Um, He produced and directed one of my favorite films of all time, The Wrestler. I think we're going to maybe address some parallels with The Whale and The Wrestler today here in a second. Um, But this is The Whale. We went and saw it Monday. Where where do we begin, X-Ray? Where do we begin? Two things I want to say. I really don't want to talk about this movie. And I really do want to talk about this movie. Same. That's 
that's like we we finished watching this in the theater. We looked at each other. We walked out of the theater. We just kept saying, I don't know what to say. Like, I just, I, I couldn't, I, I didn't know what to say. I couldn't, after, immediately after watching it, I was just like, what? What? Um, I, I had no coherent thoughts. But I'm hoping, and we'll find out if I've put some coherent thoughts together. What are your first impressions? The same thing. I, um, the ending occurs and it's just the white screen for a little bit. And then the credits roll in. I didn't want to look at you for a good, like <laughs> two minutes because like, cause like I had heard like people like, Oh, I saw my eyes out at the end. And, um, yeah. like I didn't want to look at you and you just be sobbing and me just dry eyed. <laughs> Because I was wondering at the end, I was like, before I we talked about it, I was like, do I, am I a terrible person that I don't feel that much for him? Um, but then I looked over at you and like, it looked like you had the same expression. Uh, I think we're pretty similar in most of our viewing, like reviews and things like that. Um, but like when it ended, like I wanted more but I was relieved that it was over. Okay, okay, okay. I had that same thought. I never, ever want movies to be more than two hours long, ever. Even though I just said Avatar could be like six. But <laughs> I, if a movie should be two hours, okay? Uh, and I know we watched Lord of the Rings and whatever. That rule Most is still in effect, by the way. Two and a half hours, except for the one next week because we already watched it, but nonetheless. Most movies, most movies should be two hours. And when this finished, I was like, I need another hour. Like, we're not done here. I need another hour to, like, develop something. So I guess maybe that's one of my criticisms is we spend two hours with one guy and we don't, I feel like things aren't as developed as they should be. What do we, what do you think, what do we don't get developed? Because, like there's really not a lot to work with here. Like there's like what five characters in this movie. Um, you would think based on that, like they're able to, they would be able to like flesh out each character. Each character has a profound purpose within the novel or the film. Um, what is it? What do you think? And maybe that you can't answer this question, but what do you think? needs elaboration i think the i feel like the daughter ellie is the most important character mm -hmm. and she's only in there for spurts of the movie like do you think she's in there max total runtime 30 minutes if if that and so i guess i needed more interaction between um her and her dad because that was that was the whole thing like basically tying the movie together that's why he's lived his life the way that he has is like for her and they're talking about the money and they're talking about his whole thing before he dies is um that he needs to know that she's a good person and i understand that the movie doesn't need to show if she turns out to be a good person but I guess I just need a little more interaction between 
those two. Yeah, I was reading um, somebody on my Facebook, which one fundamental flaw this movie has is a teenager using Facebook. Um, yep. There's no way in 2023 Ellie is posting on Facebook regularly like it's her Instagram. There's just no way. Um, with that said, um, the millennial Mitchell saw one Facebook friend talk about the whale. He gave it a two out of 10, which I think may be a little harsh there. Um, but he said Ellie had no like development and like no character motivation and things like that. And I don't agree with that, but there's something missing. Like she, she only comes to her dad because she needs help with the essay pretty much. But like at the end, it even still feels unclear. Like has she even like progressed in any way, shape or form? Um, and maybe that's part of the ambiguity. Like, I don't know if she's going to be a good person at the end of the movie. It just, it's, it's unclear to me, which I don't think I need the answer, but a little more to speculate with would have been nice. Yeah. Um, I, th I think a big part, and I do really love this part that this runs through the, the entire movie is him reading the essay over and over again. I did and then obviously like by the end you realize, uh, that it's that it's hers but the the line he kept repeating or it's actually what he kept stopping at is it reminds me of my life right what did she say i, I missed what she said because she read like the next line right before the the like levitation moment she says it reminds me of my life and then she finished the sentence but i did not catch what she said yeah i can't remember the only thing i really remember from that passage was like her saying that the whale is mentioned in detail just so um we can kind of steer away from the author's boring story yeah so i guess i i mean i guess by the end we're supposed to put that on her that like she tries to do this throughout her own life. Like she tries to focus on these things that aren't her terrible life that she has. Is that what you were picking up? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I still don't think like, I don't see like the full maturation of her character though. Still. Um, Ah, that's interesting questions. Um, and I don't know how I feel about the Thomas character as well. I feel yeah. like his only reason for being in the movie is to add that one speculation piece with Ellie's character. Like, is she a good person or not? Because she records like his vulnerable conversation about like his flaws and things like that. And like, we right. think she's going to exploit him and post it online or something, but she instead, based on what Charlie says, she reaches out to Thomas's family and basically connects him back with them. And he's able to go home safely and welcome there. He's welcomed home. Um, and so maybe that's like the one speculative piece where she does mature, but I don't know. It's still just 
kind of open. Okay, but see, and I almost disagree there. Don't. I thought she did put it online, and I. Oh, I guess she's putting the other things online, but not that piece. Um, I thought what she did was messed up, but the consequences of it just turned out to be good. Oh, that's another thing too. Yeah, I mean, Charlie believes that he did it because she has goodness in her heart. Right. But I still don't believe that fully is what I'm saying. And I, I don't need a clear answer, but that's the only little branch that I can really speculate with. Because other than that is she's just a moody teenager who just kind of complains all day. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hated that line in there when the the nurse lady, she called, she's like, she, I think she says almost just that, like, she's just a, like, moody teenage girl. And it's like, well, we're, we're around teenagers all day. Yes, they are like that, but they also have real feelings and emotions and thoughts that are mm-hmm. just as real as somebody who's 60. Um, so, but I guess they do a disservice to her by not develop her, developing her more and only show showing her like that. Yeah, and I think you and I, we obviously, we were around kids all day and we see the moodiness. We can see the good in them as well. Um, yeah. But there's just not a whole lot to grab onto. I don't feel, I feel her character is more vital, and I don't think this is bold to say, but more vital than the other caretaker. Like, I think her name's Liz. Um, yeah. Like, cause she was the sister of Charlie's boyfriend. Um, like, I feel like her motivation isn't as clear or cut and dry as Ellie's was. I don't know. There, the actor has some really strong moments in the movie, but that part seemed kind of wishy washy to me as well. Well, I felt like they did a, a really, actually, good job of kind of hinting at why she was there. Um, like, because that was a question I had, like, okay, why is she just helping this guy out? Like, she's just that kind of a person that she is just going to help this guy out. And then they slowly piece together that she knows him. And then they piece together again that, um, yeah, he was dating her brother, basically. So I guess you you do kind of see, like, why you see why she is motivated. You see why she does what she does. Cause she's like clinging on to those last kind of, I guess, bits of her brother. And then, yeah, I, I guess I'll leave it at that, that I, I did like that, that they, they kind of fill us in there. With that, do you think like, cause a lot of the story is like redemption, right? Like Charlie's trying to redeem his past with his daughter um Liz is trying to find like some form of redemption with like helping Charlie because obviously her brother took his own life and she wants to like help the one that he loved the most um and then Thomas obviously um the missionary quote unquote um he's trying to find his redemption and then there's like the religious undertones with his character I didn't like that. Um, It felt like I felt like they were going to do more with that topic, like the religion topic. 
it just felt kind of just like another, oh, here, I'm going to throw this guy into the movie and give him 20 lines in this scene. And you can figure out why, but like, I don't really know why other than the fact that it's the one like scapegoat for Ellie to have her sort of redemptive arc. If that is anyone at all, his character just like inconsequential to me. Yeah, I I definitely see what you're saying there. Like you could have taken him out and given Ellie more time to develop and figure out a different way to, to have that ambiguity of, is she good or is she evil? Um, Like, yeah, you could have done that without adding this other character in there that is so like wishy-washy and is there. And then all of a sudden he's like, I'm going back home and here's why. And yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. And I don't know, like using the religion piece as like a, a lure into like making him feel more important than he actually is in the story, if that makes sense. Like, I just don't see him being vital to the story. Like, I really only see two characters being absolutely vital. Um, maybe three, including the mother, who I thought she did really, really well. She's only in there Dude, for I, a scene. That. That might have been my favorite scene of the movie is when she's there and they they're like kind of reconciling and talking to each other, but they're still kind of angry with each other. Uh, the, I just I really like that scene. I I did tear up at that scene right there for for some reason that just hit me. I was like, man, it's it's kind of cool that they have all these differences and you just look at them and how different they are, uh, and then all of a sudden she's laying on his shoulder and it's like, well, oh, this is, this is nice. That was probably my favorite scene. That, that whole moment where like, he's talking about their trip on the beach or whatever. And she's just laying there and like she, her face, like she just does such a good job of like saying so much without saying anything at all. Like the subtext yeah. in that scene, she lays on his shoulder or his, yeah, on his chest. And then she like gets up again and like, kind of like pushes him and, like just the conflict between the two, like she wants so much more, but she knows that she can't. And like, it's all in the past. And he like, he's created this monster in himself and with his daughter. I yeah, I thought that was a really, really good scene. I wish she was in it more. It's also a really cool moment because you get all the, all the like different perspectives of people. Like we've just, it's kind of cool. Cause we've just been hearing about the mom through um, his Charlie's lines of saying like, well, I tried to talk to you. I tried to, your mom did this, your mom did this. And then we meet her and like, you kind of see why, why he said the things that he has said, but also where she's coming from. So that like, it almost wrapped, it's like Charlie said, this is the first time we've been together in nine years or something. Mm-hmm. It, it, it pulled it all together, which was cool. It's tragic for sure. Yeah. This movie, it's um, it's originally a play, which makes you know so much sense. So yeah. much sense. Um, do you think like, man? Because I'll kind of talk about it when I get into my review. But do you think like this should have just stayed as a play? Like I was saying with White Noise, like that was just like that's a story that it's not filmable. Do you feel like this is the same or like? Do you wish they would have taken more liberties? Because based on what I've read is like they got the the screenplay from the play 
and they made like little to no changes at all to make it into a film like would you have added something or would you have just abandoned the project entirely um i don't know i feel like i'd have to read the play first but i guess if you're saying it is the play then um i i guess pretty much what we've said already maybe cut some things down and add some other pieces um i'm i'm definitely not an expert on the the theater uh so yeah i don't know i don't know about that i I'm, i'd have to think of other things that have been taken from plays and turned into movies like i'm thinking of the romeo and juliet movie with leo dicaprio in there like mm. that is just completely blowing everything up but keeping the language that's pretty cool and it's like fences you've seen fences i have not seen fences you haven't seen fences with denzel denzel um, I've seen the play live and then the movie. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I think if I can remember, I think they're fairly close to each other. Um, at least the play that I saw performed. Um, it's interesting though, and it's I don't know. It's this is a movie that I think I can do without. I will yeah. say Brendan Fraser absolutely murders it murders yeah give him the best best actor don't yeah don't murders no need to even vote yeah the mo the scene where he's crying about how he wishes he just he just wants to do one thing right giving the daughter even acting with like all the weight that he has like you have to act you have to just um, imagine us trying to act like it's hard to stand up right now the way that he does even that is like how do you how do you pull that off the way that that he did yeah he killed it he killed it um sadie sink killed it as well i thought yep. she did great i wish there was more created for her like if i yeah. were going to take more liberties outside of the play um i would have added more to her character um i liked the setting of the story it's just in his apartment. It's it's like what I would picture with somebody struggling through this. Um, mm -hmm. Just like the blanket Dark. over the couch. Um, just the piles of books and things everywhere. The low lighting. Like there's yeah. hardly any lighting. Um, the condo that I lived in my first year of teaching kind of was low lighting. And it was kind of depressing. It reminded me of that. But like he does yeah. nothing about it. Um, and he's just stuck in that room. Like he can barely get through the walkway without like having to like maneuver his body around and stuff. Um, I thought that was cool. Um, it definitely like feels suffocating after a while though. Like you just kind of want to get out of it, but you, again, you want more. It's so weird. It's paradoxical. It is. It is. I, I got two things left. I got to talk about. Um, Let me hear it. The first one is the bird in the window. Obviously important. Mm -hmm. There's the movie just like stops. I think there's three times that it shows up. The movie you can just tell like that things are at a standstill. And I think there's two of the most important ones are when it shows up and when Ellie is like at the like kitchen counter and they both just look at it and then. She's like grinding the knife into the counter. 
what the heck's going on there? And then the last one, which is super important. Why is the plate broken? Because mm. the last time we see it, he goes and he looks at it and the plate is like smashed. What, did she do that? Well, I feel like there's some giant metaphor symbolism that I'm just, I know it's there, but I, I cannot put it all together. No, that's the that's the English teacher and you asking that question right there. So give me give me some answers. You're you need to be smarter than me in this moment. And if I'm gonna give you my answer, I mean we can use this is gonna sound so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this student answer just creating something out of their butt. Um but we could use the bird as a metaphor of his daughter. And like how, like, even though she's flown away from the coop, so to speak, um, he's trying to like rekindle or savage or salvage a relationship with her by feeding her the apples. And then if she did indeed break the plate, it's, you know, symbolizing that it's a it's a bond that she either doesn't want or what is is jealous of because he she doesn't have with him. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Or she's like just irked by what he's doing because that's how I viewed it when she uh, was scratching the knife in the table. Um, like she's like, oh look, now he's trying to be a nice guy kind of thing. But like deep down, like yeah. she feels like a sense of jealousy for it. That was brilliant, man. That nah, was brilliant. I, I know. Just did. This is what I do for a living. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. That, uh, I thought about the bird too. That was interesting. Yeah, there could probably be twenty different meanings of the bird. I right. just, I just, I did, I did really like that part where just every time it showed up, it was like time froze and weird things were happening. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing I got to talk about is like the message that he has about honesty. I loved. I loved, and if that wouldn't have been in there, I this I would have given this movie probably ten less points. But mm. just that idea of like, I just want people to be honest with me and tell me the truth. And I guess it connected to the English teacher in me because there's so many times where I just want kids to don't don't do the assignment. Just just tell me something that you honestly think and feel, and that that's all I want from you is to know who you are and know what you think and believe. So the fact that that was like towards the end of the movie and um, I I just love that last like resounding message there. I did too. I, uh, I mean, it's definitely his coming full circle because following reading the honest statements from his students, he shows himself with his webcam. Um, I like that. I mean, I think he's kind of feeling in denial the whole time with his, uh, his condition. Like, and then obviously once his daughter comes around, it sparks everything up again to where he needs to like, kind of be honest with himself. Liz keeps telling him he's going to die and he doesn't really feel like he doesn't really care until the very end. Like until he actually knows that he's dying, like in the last couple days. Um, but yeah, I liked it. Uh, I would have, the English teacher in me, would have liked them to write more than just a one sentence of honesty. You know, I, I would like some elaboration there. Um, but I did appreciate that. 
Um, on a lighter yeah. note, on a lighter note, he's a college online college professor, and he <laughs> has to teach them how to write topic sentences. <laughs> what what's going on here, dude? I, I feel like you learned topic sentences in fourth grade. Yeah, at least. But you know, when you don't pay attention in fourth grade, and that's what we have to do. We just have to keep over and over and over again teaching the same old thing because i don't know we just can't figure it out for some reason yeah so topic sentences they're a struggle they're they're tough just, just wait till <laughs> we get to thesis statements and you know, oh analysis and synthesis and oh. yeah good luck give me your score give me your score what 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 are we saying here i'm at a solid 87 for this um I really liked how I, I do think it is deep and I think it covers a lot of things. I think it probably could have focused on less things like less themes and ideas, uh, fleshed out some more of those, some more key ones, but yeah, overall um, I liked it. It wasn't, it just needed a little extra something for me to put it as like a great movie. I'd say it's a good movie. One last thing, I love the shot where he's taking the steps and then the next step is like into the ocean. I thought that, that was whack. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, that that just hit me for some reason. I was like, but then the levitation I didn't love at the end. But the the step, the first step looked weird. Like it it was clearly like CGI or the the I don't know, his costuming was weird. Yeah. But then when he takes that when he takes that one into the ocean, I'm like, oh, it's it's all it's all circling back, it's all coming back. Sorry to launch us on a whole nother thing, but I liked the I liked the walk to her because he said yeah, I, kinda... I didn't like the walk to her. That was like That's his full circle arc, man. He's um he's owning up to his too, mistakes. It's too on the nose though. It's too like she had just she'd or if she hadn't asked him to do that earlier in the movie then I think it would have been awesome. And you said you don't like the levitation, right? Correct. Just okay. show him on the ocean. We don't need the levitation. The show nose. him on the ocean. The levitation is so on the nose. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And the step into the ocean might be a little on the nose too. No, I disagree. Nah. Do, do the step into the ocean. Boom, cut to white, done. It w- I would have liked it to, uh, he just, this is morbid, but, you know, he croaks on the couch and while yeah, she's reading the essay, she realizes he's, you know, dead and she walks up to him and she's trying to like, she's like worried about him and like, dad, dad, dad. And then she starts crying and then it ends there. No. No. I like that. That might have that might have gotten me a, a little a little teary. Really? Like he croaks. See, and I, she's like reading. She's like, what? "Dad," or she's calling him Charlie, and then she says, "Dad" at the end. Ooh, That's on the ooh, nose. Now we're talking. There. Well, I think I think she did that actually. She was about to leave, and then yeah, I she do stops. think. She, yeah, she said, "Dad," at some point. Yeah. I don't the know, light man. coming what, in behind the door. 
Yeah, I don't. The whole the we can agree the whole ending is on the nose. Yeah. That's how I would have changed it though. I like Charlie? mine better, but it's okay. It's Charlie? okay. It's okay. Charlie? Dad? <laughs> You're shot. That sounds like a Hallmark movie, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. This movie is like the color of his shirt for me. Um, the light blue shirt that he wears. Like light blue. Stained. Yeah, it's stained. Um, maybe a little chicken grease on it. Um mm. It's a it's a fine color, but it's it's not vibrant. It's not alive for me. It's rather dull, um, and I get that's p- like part of the whole purpose of the movie is to show his life in this light. But um, it's just missing something. It's it's a seventy six. You know, it passes easily for me, um, but it's it's just. I, I wanted more. Um, I think I if they you, would have went with you. my ending, it's a 99. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't know. It's I, I bet you if I watched it again, I bet my score would dip into the 80s. I bet you're right. And I think I think we should probably watch it again at some point and maybe do like a whale review part two. No. Nope. You don't want to not you don't want to talk about this again? Nope. I don't <laughs> want to watch it again. I I'm good. All right. Well, I'm going to watch it again and I'll uh, I'll let TTF Nation know just individually how I feel about it. But that's Are you I'm joking right now. You're yeah, joking, dude, right? I need to rewatch it. I'm not going to go you pay have... money for it. Now this is quite strange that I like this movie more than you and you're going to rewatch it and I won't rewatch it. Yeah, I feel like I'll get something more out of it. Like you talked about the themes, like I thought the like the religion piece tied in with the redemptive arc is it was not fully developed and like I feel like they could have gone away with the redemption or the religion theme. Um but maybe if I rewatch it I'll get something else out of it. Um I get what you're saying. I get yeah. that. It's like sometimes I'll I'll eat something and I'm like, this is disgusting. And then I'm like, you know what? It's been a couple of years. Maybe my tastes have changed. Yeah, and then right. it's like, no, I I still really dislike black olives. Sorry, nothing I can do about it. You don't like black olives? No, dude. I try. It's sad. Yeah. They're delicious. Um I'll rewatch it and I'll let TTF know. Um yeah, that is interesting though. Um Next episode, we're going to update you on what we've been watching, but then we're also going to get into a little Babylon talk. Babylon. Um, per X-Ray's request. Um, maybe talk I see talk. that again before we watch it. Or before we review it, sorry. That's a three-hour, though. Yeah, I-, I won't be seeing it again before. I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to. I really liked it, but my man is stern over here. <laughs> well, I, I'm just trying to be honest with the people. Like I, I hardly ever rewatch movies, so that's fair. Maybe if I if I can rent it in my house, then maybe I will. Okay, that's fair. Um, 
Just a little teaser about Babylon. I would buy this movie. I mm. would buy this movie. Physically have a disc in my house. That's all I'll say. I'll leave the rest for our next episode, which could be in two months, but it's hopefully in two weeks. No, we're we're gonna aim for two weeks. Um <laughs> pending we just communicate with each other. Um, Correct. That, yeah, but, that's communication. Like our kids, we gotta hold each other accountable. So hold me accountable, I'll hold you accountable. Deal. You will rewatch the whale. You will rewatch the whale. I will rewatch the whale. Um, but not anytime soon. I need I need some distance from it. Um, speaking of the whale, I'm hungry. Let's yeah, get I'm out of here. Starving, man. Um, you have anything else else for the people? Just want to say, if you're back, if you're an OG listener and you're back, you saw this pop up on the feed and you went, "Oh my god, they're back!" Thanks. It's awesome. Um, there's f- very few of you, so tell a friend, tell a family member. Hopefully your family is giant. Um, but yeah, we, we just appreciate it. We like talking movies, and if there's, uh, there's 10, 20, 30,000 people out there that want to listen, we'll keep doing it. Spread the wealth, baby. Shout out Christian from New York, um, <laughs> Genevieve, Eric, and... The other two of you. We appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back with some Babylon talk. Um, but until next time, it's good to be back, TTF Nation. Stay tuned. Do your homework. And peace out. Peace out. Peace out.